Before we jump into this interview, I want to give you just a quick moment to let you know who we're talking to and what we are trying to accomplish. So in today's episode, we are digging into the big questions of, is it possible to be able to feel great? We're talking about our health here. Can we feel great as we age or do we just need to recognize and accept that as we get older, we're losing that pep in our step? So as we hit 30, 40, 50, 60, can we still have the same vibrance and energy or is that just not possible? This is one of the questions that I have wrestled with over the last couple of years, hitting 40 and just really trying to understand what is the right way to optimize my health. So today we are talking to Lene and Trip Goolsby, MD. So they are the founders of Infinite Health Integrative Medical Center in New Orleans, but they work with and help patients all over the country. And this conversation that I wanted to have with them is I wanted to understand what can we expect from our bodies as we age? They're also the authors of multiple books. We'll have them all linked on Amazon. Uh, Think and Live Longer, Harnessing the 12 Secret Laws of the Universe for Optimizing Health and Life. Empowered Medicine, Harnessing the Infinite Laws of the Universe for Optimized Health. And Seven Figure Healthy Habits, How Healthy Habits Create Success. So, so much goodness. We'll have these all linked in the show notes. I want to understand, as a woman who is aging, how do I do it more gracefully? How can I maintain the energy that I used to have? And what can I do for my body to help it to just run at its best as I age so that it's graceful and so that I can stay really healthy? I can stay energetic. I can continue to keep up with my kids and someday my grandkids and maybe even my great grandkids. So that is the conversation we're having today. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Remelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable. So let's jump in. Okay, we are jumping into this episode. Dr. Trip Goolsby and Lene. I like just talking with you two beforehand. I am so excited for this episode. I'm like, I just want to ask you questions for me personally and <laughs> let everybody go from there. But I won't. I won't. Even though, um, oh, you you two are such a wealth of knowledge and this is going to be so amazing. So um, my first question is, we are talking about preventative health, right? Instead of once the problem has eru- has has shown up, that's when we start fixing it. What would you say for women are are the most important things that they could be doing for their health just across the board? Is there anything that across the board is like, you should be doing this? Well, I, I think step one is always um, getting clear on what it is you want. Okay. Um, most patients that we see come to us and they have an acute awareness of what it is they don't want, right? Because they've already, they're already experiencing some sort of discomfort or pain or, or whatever. Um, 
it's very un- uncommon to see somebody who's like, okay, this is what I don't want, but this is what I do want. So first step is getting very clear on what that happy end result is. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What are some things that you would be doing that you are not doing now? We all have a tendency to focus on the thing that's bothering us. But the thing that's bothering us, trying to get rid of that, means that, that it's already there. And, and so it has to be there. So unless, unless we have a, a, a clear idea of what, what that would be like without it and, and what we desire at the end of the day, uh, it, it's really you're still focusing on what you don't want all the time. So uh, it, very, very important, and we do that. Uh, that's one of the first things we do is to is to create an image, a successful health image, of what the outcome is wherever you're starting from. And you can be perfectly, quote, perfectly healthy, but we all know that, as you mentioned, all of a sudden things arise, and, and the uh, it's not that they've arisen all of a sudden. It's that they've very progressively developed over the years, and we've we've consumed all of the reserve, or or at least a good part of the reserve, that camouflages or hides the 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 damage that's that's ongoing. And then, oops, it just passes that threshold and then we're aware and then all of a sudden we're getting you know getting medicine to again camouflage things again i I think another um very important aspect and we kind of touched on this is you know women a lot of women are very attuned to their body and they know intuitively that something's off and if they don't people around them are probably pretty quick to say i think there's something off with you um, and so trusting yourself and then finding a, a practitioner that's actually going to listen to you and not give you, you know, lip service and a pill, um, but taking the, that power back and really trusting yourself and what you're feeling and knowing that something's off and locating that provider that is willing to become your partner, um, which is not necessarily easy to do, and I recognize that. But there are some great physicians out there who understand that they're your partner in health. They're not there to fix you because, uh, quite frankly, you're not broken. But uh, that's another story. Um, but, yeah, that, I think those two things are definitely paramount when it comes to identifying, you know, how you're going to be proactive in your health. Oh, okay. This I'm already, like... Okay, so what about this? This so my my I'm taking notes so I can not forget to ask these different things. So my first question is, what are what do you see as the big damage things that we're doing that are pulling from our reserves that maybe we don't realize are having as much of a negative impact as as they are until we've until there's no reserves left and then things start showing up. Well, it's not a popular answer, but, you know, nutrition plays a huge role in what is going on with your body. You know, the foods you eat can either contribute to or relieve of inflammation, which instigates a lot of, you know, illnesses. We all have a genomic infrastructure that that makes us tolerate things more or less well, and that's being deciphered now in the field of nutrigenomics, uh, which genes uh, metabolize or contribute to a good tolerance or good incorporation of the elements in that. That's a huge topic in and of itself, but eventually as, as these things get clarified, what will happen is that we'll probably find that, that each individual has a, an ideal 
nutritional lifestyle that will optimize them and make them feel really good and help avoid disease. So, okay, what what would you say, are, are there any big lies that, especially us as women, you know, that, that 30 to 50 moms that we're believing that we think we're supposed to be doing that actually are not helping us? Uh, that's a big question, too. I think, um, you know, if you, I think one, and I don't know that it's a lie, I think maybe it's just a lack of information, is a lot of women are eating lettuce all day long, starving themselves, you know, they're on the treadmill an hour, two hours a day, and they're not losing weight, but they're not considering that you can you can run all day and you can eat lettuce like a, a rabbit all day and still not lose weight. And it may be boiled down to your hor- hormones. And I think we were talking about this before, you know, a lot of women go to the doctor and they're like, I don't feel good. And the doctor says you're normal. But that, that woman knows that she's not normal. Um so you, you mentioned the hormones. I, I was just going to chime in a little bit. I mean, obviously, uh, our our mitochondria, which help produce the ATP, which is our gasoline, our energy molecules, uh, basically, as we age, there are fewer and fewer of them. But to keep them at their most efficient level, uh, the hormones, the hormones, so for example, est- estradiol, estrogens in the female body, actually participate in the efficacy of creating those energy molecules. So without the estradiol, for example, in perimenopausal and postmenopausal women, that drop in energy is a result in part due to the absence of those hormones. So the hormonal imbalance really begins uh, you know in the late 20s early 30s and uh, and it's very subtle in the in the beginning and uh, in the mid 30s to late 30s most women are already are feeling those the the difference and then in the 40s then it, it becomes uh, a real a real for me at least in balancing those things it becomes a, a real game of uh, trial and error with very many women. And it's not just the, the major hormones. It's not the star hormones. It's not only uh, the, you know, the estradiol, the progesterone, the testosterone. Those, you know, those are pretty straightforward, but there, are, there is a sub-level of hormones that the precursor hormones and all of these things that, that actually participate in the ability of those star players to make the big gains. And so those things are very often by, the, by you know, most physicians being neglected and, uh, and they make a huge difference in sense of well-being and your your ability to 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 really thrive and take on the day so to speak could you also talk about normal the problem with normal <laughs> sorry i'm gonna throw <laughs> I a like question that. In there I, I, I know i agree because i've been to the doctor right and i've i've like you know i'm just i so i'll go ahead and share my medical stuff like i for the last year and a half upped my exercise more than my normal, for sure. Uh, Much more aware of what I'm eating my whole life. I ate anything I wanted. I lived off Oreos. Not a good, not a good solid strategy, right? Um, You know, when I was, yes, anyways. And so, you know, I've gotten much, much better about nutrition and, and all of these things. And my whole thought was, you know, I'd love to just lose a few pounds. I'm not worried about it. Like, I, I, everyone's gonna, I'm gonna get all these DMs. Leah, what are you talking about? I just was noticing that 
each year I seem to tick up just a tiny bit. And I was like, well, if I stay on that trajectory, you know, 30 years from now, I'm going to be like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, I want to just get this, this figured out. And, and I was shocked after an entire year of being so vigilant, so good, nothing, not a single change. And that's when I really started saying, okay, this is my hormones. I know it. I know this, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, you know, started looking down this path. So as you're saying all this, I am like, yes, I know this is true. And yeah. so I've been, you know, down this rabbit hole of trying to understand and figure this out. So yeah, tell us about normal and, and how do we, if, if someone is feeling the way I did, like, how do they start this process of figuring out what, what they need to be solving for? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, most physicians in the traditional field go go off of a a, a, what, a bell curve of yeah. what is normal. Um, we do not. We have a very strict parameter. We don't want our patient partners normal. We want them optimal. So can, can you? So yeah. So so normals are created with, by taking a, a a a sample of the population, a certain number of people. Let's say ten thousand, for example drawing their blood and creating the, the statistical bell curve. And then two standard deviations from the mean is considered the norm. Well, that's a, a numerical calculation. It take, does not take into account the individual and that genetic makeup of that individual. So uh, somebody may be three deviations from the norm one way or the other and still be within their normal range and, and thrive at that range. And they might going higher or lower than those levels would be uh, would be detrimental. So uh, thyroid, for example, is a classic example. The thyroid range, uh, standard thyroid range is 0.5 to, to 4.5 nanograms per milliliter in, in your blood. And basically, when you, you look at that, uh, that up to 4.5, um, what happens is that most people are, are at that point already hypothyroid. And they're not; their body is no longer functioning as normal rate. What does that cause? That causes increased uh, increased cardiovascular disease. That's one of the the main outcomes of of hypothyroidism or suboptimal thyroidism. So, so getting the getting that optimum level is a, a kind of a fine art, and getting uh, those individuals to a a basic metabolic rate that actually that actually sustains uh, a thriving. Uh, metabolic environment that that also thyroid and and adrenal uh, for example hormones are uh, the the standard if they're not right nothing works it doesn't matter okay. you can throw testosterone estradiol all these things at you it still wouldn't work well so getting those things are in those optimum ranges is really uh, that may not be in the standard normal range, or they may be somewhere in a you know a more aggressive normal range. Then really, that's what has to be done for people to really thrive and have their me metabolic outcomes to be the best. One thing I find that is so hard is there's so much information out there, right? And so as I've gone through this. Where this podcast is all about balancing the busyness, simplifying, making all the aspects of our life just a little bit easier to to own and to to feel like we are empowered within. Mm -hmm. So as I've gone down this journey of trying to start figuring out uh, natural ways to be able to to improve my my overall health, I have read some things that were like everything comes down to your liver. Your liver is the thing. I've read the thing that was like. Everything is your blood glucose level. 
that is the number one thing you need to focus on. Like, then I read the next thing. Everything is about sleep and water. Okay, right? How do I figure out when I don't have the 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 medical degree? Um, you know, and for all everyone listening who's like, oh yes, my hand is raised, I have gone down a whole lot of rabbit holes. How do we figure out like what truly is those key things you just touched on thyroid is that where we need to be focusing and then how do we work on that like where where should it be yeah, it's not just yeah. one you know you're not just one thing you're a multi-dimensional amazing being and you know and that's why i like the word integrative because it's not one thing it's not just your liver it's not just your food it's not just your exercise it's everything. It's the way that you are thinking about your health and your worldview. It's your emotions. It's your mentality. It's, you know, it's all the things. And, you know, it really comes down to trusting yourself and being the CEO of your health. And I, I just, you know, you can go to a doctor after doctor after doctor. You can read WebMD, Google MD, your best friend MD wannabe, and and get all all kinds of conflicting information. But the bottom line is, you know what you need, and you just need to trust yourself. So, and the concept I I it's kind of I relate in the book is is creating the medical mastermind and basically the medical mastermind is that that group of practitioners who, who are harmoniously uh, harmoniously seeking to get you to where you want to go and that's so you have to have the you have to have the successful image plus you have to have the the right physicians or and and other practitioners that are really all focused on getting you to where, where you want to go where you want to go Right. So what would be that council? Like if I have my medical mastermind, who who makes up my council for my my medical mastermind? So it's going to vary depending on what your goals are. So like we have a patient and his mastermind is made up of us. Um, it's made up of his physical therapist. It's made up of his um, psychotherapist. It's made up of his dietitian. Like he's got all these people and he has specifically chosen those people that resonate with him that are in support of, of what his health goal is. And so that, um, you know, you have to define your goal and then you are responsible for curating, you know, that mastermind that's going to support you in, in whatever department, you know, that you feel that you need the most support. I love that. Okay. I am such a believer in the power of our thoughts. So I, we have to go in this direction. So tell us about what you've seen and what you believe within the power of our thoughts to our, our health. You actually are in control of every thought you have. Um, we don't know that. We think that we're a victim to our emotions or to our reactions. But the, the fact of the matter is when you become aware of where your thoughts are going, you can actually intentionally say stop and shift it shift the thoughts to something that actually serves and honors you. I think a lot of people get stuck in this downward spiral and they start going down. And once you're in a spiral down, it, it can be a little difficult to get out of that. Awareness is key. Once you're aware that I'm having these thoughts that don't serve me, where am I going with this? Okay, so it's uh, there. And then to get out of that fast 
is to, and I'm sure you're aware of this, is to start listing all the things that you're so thankful and grateful for. Gratitude is the fastest way to pull your thoughts out of a downward spiral and back up to where they need to be for you to live in a harmonious inner peace state of being because gratitude and uh, anxiety and fear and, and those kinds of things that don't serve, they cannot exist in the same space at the same time. It's a, it's a time cop. It's a time cop issue. You cannot be same matter in the same space. And so that's one of the um, tips that we give to people to start, you know, correcting a downward spiral. But I, I just want to, you know, emphasize that you at all times have the ability to control your thought processes. And I, I, I love the imaginative ability of the brain. I mean, our, our minds are, you know, hugely imaginative. So, you know, most of the scenarios we create are, are ones of, you know, uh, the worst case scenarios, like she was saying. So I love a quote by Mark Twain. He said, you know, I've had I've had thousands of worries in my life. A couple of them were real. <laughs> so brilliant yes. man, brilliant imagination, understood his mind that well. Yes, we go down this doom and gloom. And if we, if we truly look, we have a record of everything working out, right? We're still here. We're still alive. We're still standing. So, so far we have a track record that like, we're okay each time. And yet we can, we can go down those paths. I, I read this in a book, I believe, years and years ago. I wish I could remember where it came from. But the same concept of our mind is so powerful and it is so obedient. And so if you say, give me proof that I cannot do this, it runs to the filing system and it starts looking through all the files and it says, oh, remember this time? You failed. And, and there's the proof. But if we shift that and we say, give me proof that I can, it runs to the filing system and it says, okay, here's the times where it did work out. You were okay. And we have to choose which one we're going to go to. Are we going to go to the doom and gloom and look for why you know it's not going to work, which is, of course, going to can be a, a self-fulfilling prophecy? Or are we going to go to the, the optimism and that belief that, that it can work out? Um, oh, I love that. It's so powerful. So, okay. So my last question is, if you could convince a busy woman, I mean, she's, she's trying to do all the things, be all the things for everybody else to do one thing that would just improve her health, her energy, her just overall well-being, where would you have her start? I'm sure you've heard it before, but you cannot uh, serve from an empty cup. And it is not selfish to put yourself first. You have got to put yourself first in order to serve the way that you want to serve those that you're taking care of. It's not selfish. It's not so repeat after me, not selfish. Um, you know, and once and then, then again, trusting trusting your body and trusting uh, your, your health truth, if you will, and, and curating those partners that actually support you and, and not being a victim of, you know, too busy mm. or whatever. Yes. Don't be the victim. Be the empowered woman that you are and take control and honor yourself. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for being on the Balancing Busy podcast and mm -hmm. for oh for sharing all of this. Is there any last things you'd you'd want to share with us and, and tell us before we before we go? 
Yeah, I, you know, if anybody wants to learn more about us, they can go to our website. It is yourinfinitehealth.com. And if anybody was interested in getting a copy of Think and Live Longer, uh, which is our Mind Body Program book, um, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's a great guidebook for anybody anywhere. You know, if you're already working with a nutritionist or a, um, you know, a physician somewhere else, this is a great supplement to whatever program they're on. So. I love it. And we will make sure we link to all of that in the show notes. So everyone can just, if you're like, oh no, I was driving. I couldn't write it down. Don't worry. Just go to the show notes. We will have it all linked so that you can go grab those. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you I so much it. for having us on. I appreciate it. What was your big takeaway? For me, the things that I'm thinking about most is I love this concept of creating my own medical mastermind. And I'm starting to think, okay, maybe I need to stop believing that one single doctor can just fix it all and give me all the answers, but instead having this mastermind council. I can't help but think of the, bo the book, Think and Grow Rich. And um, Napoleon Hill, he talks about this council that he had. And and the way that he would use all of these brilliant minds, and he would just imagine this. This wasn't even actually in reality, but he would imagine the counsel they would give. And I'm thinking about, you know, th this is our body. We get one of them, and we need it to bring us through our lives as powerfully as possible. If I have a vehicle and I never really take care of it, then I can't be surprised when it stops running the way that it's supposed to. My body is the same way. If I am not making sure that I am giving it those those tune-ups and those check-ins and you know the best fuel and resting it and and all of these things, then how can I expect it to operate at optimal capacity and bring me through this experience of life that I want to have in the best way. So I'm really, really thinking about that. And then I love the affirmation that I've always thought about like the normal range, right? Like, okay, but is that my normal? And if I'm on the very low end of normal, like that doesn't seem great. I know I'm in normal, but I feel like I should be working to, to be better. And so I'm excited to really focus in and look at that. So those are mine. That's what I'm going to be going to be looking at. Um, I can't wait to hear what yours are going to be like. What are you excited about? So if you got, if you're on our newsletter, click reply to one of our newsletters. If you follow me on Instagram, send me a DM. What has your health journey been like? What are you trying to solve for? And if you want to get some of their books or work with them, we've got all the links on the show notes so you can go from there and get more information. Okay. That's it for today. This is the Balancing Busy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. <laughs>